Alan Turing is a British polymath who explored the mathematical possibilities of artificial intelligence. He suggested that humans use available information and reason to solve problems and make decisions. He pondered the question, why can't machines do the same? This has become the logical framework of his paper, Computing Machinery and Intelligence, which discussed how to build intelligent machines and how to test their intelligence. 73 years later, our fascination with the possibilities of AI has seen companies spend as much as $136 billion in 2022, according to Grandview Research. That same firm forecasts that AI spending will grow at a compound annual growth rate of 37.3% from 2023 to 2030. Perhaps a sign of things to come is the $300 million investment that McDonald's spent to acquire a television AI startup called Dynamic Yield, presumably to provide a more personalized customer experience using artificial intelligence. To help us navigate the possibilities that AI promises, we have with us Srinivasan CR, Chief Digital Officer with Tata Communications. Srini, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. Describe for us the current state of AI adoption in the Asia-Pacific region and why you feel it is critical for businesses to implement AI. Uh, Thanks, Alan. You know, if you look at the bus around AI, it's exponentially gone up with the generative AI and, you know, the announcement of ChatGPT. And there is hectic activity now to find out what can AI do for an enterprise and businesses world over. It's no different in India. It's no different in Asia Pacific. It's no different in China. It's no different in, you know, Japan and AMZ. There is a body of activity that's happening around what can we do with AI? What can we do with generative AI in particular? Can we do a lot more code generation faster? Can we do better? Typically developers have a blank page problem where they need to start writing a new program from scratch? Can we apply AI there? Can we develop new business models using AI? Can we improve our employee and customer experience using AI? Can we improve our top line growth using AI? There are many places where AI is being looked at. I think it's expected to grow leaps and bounds with the share prices of NVIDIA going up. You know, you understand how much the hardware is in demand. Overall, I would say this hectic activity world over, not just in Asia Pacific. An IDC report that I read said there will be a CAGR of about 24.5% increase in the AI spending in Asia Pacific and over $50 billion or $49.2 billion would be spent by 2026 on AI in Asia Pacific. If you look at country-specific information, China, Australia, India, South Korea are all spending money on AI, not just private initiatives, there are government initiatives, there is government funding that's being made available. So there's a whole lot of activity that's happening both in the private and in the government space to adopt AI, to put AI to good use and to understand how that can be a leverage for doing many things, including creating new business models, improving customer experience and doing things like that. With all of this fascination and interest around adopting AI, whether on the personal side or on the business side, for organizations seriously considering to deploy AI, what would be one critical challenge that they would have to face and overcome for them to find real value in AI? So I think if you restrict me to one critical challenge, I would say it is quality of data and the data that they generate. How good is it for them to derive insights out of that? That's the biggest challenge. And if you look at data quality and improving data quality, companies have been working with it for quite some time. I think every company has a program around data quality. Uh, what are we capturing? How are we capturing? How can we derive insights out of that? And the, the data governance, right? Who changes it? How do you ma- manage the integrity of data? That's the single 
single biggest challenge. No AI algorithm can solve the data quality challenge. So that's one significant challenge that enterprises need to overcome if they have to use AI effectively. That said, data quality is just one part of the problem. There are other issues that enterprises or businesses have to deal with or government agencies have to deal with, which is lack of understanding of AI itself, how many people are skilled. So there are talent shortage around AI, insufficient you know, skills around being able to adopt open source and tools, integration difficulties with the existing systems. Uh, how do you get that output effectively on time you know, for people to use it? So those are additional challenges. But if I were to just focus on one key challenge, it will be quality of data and how can you make the best sense out of it. Now, just to double check on that one, how does quality of data relate to data maturity of an organization or even an industry? So data quality, if you look at, is do you do you have all the data points captured correctly? Most often than not, there is some manual entry of data that happens either by a customer directly himself on a portal where you're capturing data or by somebody who's enriching that data. And there is a possibility that manual errors creep in and that change the quality of data. Like, for example, somebody is asking for a zip code and if there is not enough validation, somebody can key in 999, you know, AZ as the zip code for every, you know, location that they want to buy services in. And when you're using AI to process location-based intelligence, then that's going to be a problem. So that's data quality. Data maturity is the ability to sort of say, my data quality is at an X percentage of cleanliness, like being able to identify the processes that contribute to data generation, being able to manage a master database and keep it intact and say, these are the only sources from where I will accept data. These are the the source systems for me. These are the consuming systems for me and being able to have data stewards who will make sure that the process works fine. That's, you know, a level of data maturity. If you see in the data, you know, in the Tata group, we have a datom, you know, model for ensuring that there is data maturity and many of the group companies go through an assessment to sort of say how mature they are in their data practices and while I spoke a little bit around data and data maturity there's a, in a lot of work that you know enterprises need to do to ensure that their data maturity is really up there can i develop as a business practical ai solutions even if my level of data maturity is not there I'll, or will i be just wasting my time and resources on this so it depends on what you're looking for. Like, for example, if you're going to use generative AI, you know, and say, I'm going to start doing code generation with generative AI, probably you don't need to deal with the data problem immediately because that's another aspect of AI that you're putting to use. If you're going to say, I'm going to use it for improving customer experience or improving my business model, improving my employee retention or working on productivity, then data quality comes into play. And you need to sort of ensure that the quality of data that you know use you know put in to train the model is accurate it gives you what you know you're looking for and you know for sure the data sources are well validated then probably the effort and time and money that you spend on ai is going to be very useful even now the efficacy of these models is still you know, very low. They're like probably 25% to 30% to below 50% in most of the cases. And this over time will improve and become much better. But unless the data quality journey keeps pace, it's going to be difficult for you to realize true value.
One of the things that always fascinates me about emerging technology is that we can do all the pilots that we want, make it work, make tests validate and everything, okay? But then when it comes time to accelerating the adoption of that, putting it out there in production, then we often hear of stories about holdups, not progressing anywhere. It's like RPA, you know, you can do a test pilot, runs okay, and 10 bots can do okay, but once you start scaling into hundreds, if not thousands, then you reach bottlenecks. Can you name a strategy that would help organizations that want to prioritize to build and scale their AI, what would that one strategy be that would help them really scale their AI efforts? I think one of the things that organizations need to do is not to jump headlong into AI. They have to first ensure that they have the right platform. What's the right platform for AI? You need to have a good understanding of the technology, a good understanding of the problems that are worth solving, and a set of people who can help solve those problems. So if you start with, I would say, establish a center for AI within the company. It doesn't need to be a large group, but depending on the size of the organization, about five to 10 people who are AI knowledgeable or partner with companies that are AI knowledgeable that will help them get the ground uh, understanding of what AI can do or AI cannot do. In many cases, it's not necessary to use AI unless you know what you're using for and what it will give us value. So there is confusion there. And the next thing to do is to look at what are the business problems that are worth solving? What is the technology complexity and alignment with the existing skills? Because typically companies don't have these skills. AI is a recent uh, techno while it's been in the books and in the play and in the labs for quite some time. Really, to get into a business environment and have having done this in the past, we won't find too many people with the right level of experience for them to play with AI as a technology. So, ensuring that the technical complexity that it brings and alignment with the existing skills is very, very important. Identifying one or two areas of focus and cases with the biggest potential allows you to scale. If you start looking for, I will apply AI for my bots, I will apply AI for my business model, I will apply AI for analytics, then you're going to struggle with scaling. Identify one or two areas that are really good, you know, areas to focus with the maximum potential, then, you know, the scaling is, you know, possible. And even those areas, I would recommend that people look at it carefully and say, is this truly important for us, truly differentiating for us? And then take those areas and focus and create the necessary ecosystem because you can't do it all yourself, partner with the right technology companies, partner and bring in the right expertise, train your people, make sure that your business teams are involved, and then you can scale the model of the AI work that you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to struggle at different points in this journey. One of the other areas of technology that we've started to hear a little bit more frequently these days is around edge computing. Now, what I wanted yes. to do here with you is to discuss, could you name one or two business and operational values that edge computing offers as a key advantage for organizations that are considering implementing AI? I think it's a very aligned and an adjacent topic is edge computing. Uh, edge computing basically came about because the core cloud systems are a little removed from manufacturing environments, from places where data is being collected. And um, the more and more we do work with AI, the more and more you do work with data collection, you want to get instantaneous decisions. And thereby, edge computing becomes very important. Edge computing can be applied in manufacturing environments where things are being manufactured being quality tested today manually. You can have an edge camera with intelligence built in. If a human eye is looking for a problem in the delivery chain, in the final you know, 
know, product when it comes out on the chain, you know, what is the problem and it's being manually inspected, a camera can do it very, very effectively and knock off the doubtful pieces for manual inspection, significantly saving time in the, in the manufacturing chain. Or there can be intelligence that you can apply to fraud detection in transactions in the banking world where you're looking for transactions that happen, how is the data, you know, flowing through and what's happening and you can collect the data at the edge, quickly process it. Or, you know, you can look at how can I look for problems in in a retail chain by looking at behavior, body language, recognition of faces, etc. So there are many places where you can apply and, and of course connected cars is another area where you can apply edge computing and monitor driver behavior, monitor fatigue, etc. So many areas where edge computing is relevant and important uh, and I think it, like AI, it's, it's an area that's evolving and I'm sure that it'll find very good use in the real world. For you, what is the most exciting trend that you are looking forward to materializing in the near term, 2023, 24, maybe even 25 and 26? So I think the use of AI in everything that possibly you do today, and if in the next two or three years you can embed AI in everything that you do, it's an exciting prospect for differentiation, for creating value, and for ensuring that you know you're able to help your customers, help your employees do a much better job and much more better use of their time. I think that's really key. One of the things that we've you know taken as a goal in our company at Tata Communications is that we will embed AI in everything that we do. Uh, it's a broad statement. It's a broad goal, but doesn't emphasize on you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. Giving people the message saying AI has to be embedded in what you do and ensuring that people buy into that concept, buy into that theme and start looking at ways and means by which you can use AI to solve problems. Need not be in one area it can be in customer experience, it can be in customer acquisition, it can be in the way you deal with customer conversations, it can be in a chatbot, it can be in deriving intelligence sort of data. But being able to do this all in a very structured fashion, Alan, and being able to cohesively take out value is where the excitement lies, you know, in the next two, three years. And for CIOs that are mandated to or even experimenting, trying to figure out how AI can support the business in its goals, whether it's growth or resilience, whatever it is, how can CIOs work better with the rest of the organization in order to realize, make this objective of theirs materialize and for the IT department to continue to deliver value to the rest of the organization? So, yeah, I, I think one of the things that uh, CIOs have as a challenge is with AI becoming so very prominent and so very uh, significant in the conversations that business users are having, internal customers would like to use AI for solving every problem. I think the value that a CIO can add in those conversations is to have a chat with, you know, the internal business groups and internal customers on how to classify these projects, right? You know, and how to sort of say, like, what I said earlier, what are the key areas of focus? You can't do everything. You know, as I said, two, three years, you know, there is a, a path that you need to, you know, sort of lay out and say, these are the areas where I will work. These are the places where I will embed AI. But when you start off, how do you communicate these are areas of priority? For an organization that is struggling to generate code faster, application of generative AI for code generation may be of higher value than doing something else. For an organization that's interacting with customers completely 
completely digitally, being able to improve their effectiveness or improving their customer satisfaction or improving their customer acquisition costs and using AI to do that may be another area of focus. So being able to sort of look at what's the business, what's the real value that AI can bring in, can I identify one or two areas, prioritize resources, and as more and more resources and talent comes off the pipeline, can I broaden the areas of work that I do with AI? I think CIOs need to make that effort to have that business conversation and prioritize all the projects and say, these two, three things are of the highest value to the company and being able to drive it like a corporate citizen and say, we should focus, put our best resources on it, put all our available talent to work on this and say, this is where I will derive the maximum value, right? And that ability to sort of prioritize, have that conversation and still do work with the rest of the the us and identify other ways of solving it. I think that therein lies the trick to ensuring that a company has a successful AI program. Srini, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. Thank you very much. Nice talking to you. That was Srinivasan CR, Chief Digital Officer at Tata Communications on the topic of the possibilities of AI at the edge. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Thank you.